Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott alongside Cam Moon today on Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Still to come in the second hour of the show today, we'll hear from Catherine Silverman from In Goal Magazine. She writes for them as well as does some podcasting. Big presence on Twitter. Uh, just on what the heck happened with the goaltending landscape on free agent day and the ripple effect that that's had since so uh we'll chat with her we want to hear from you as well send us some uh, texts at 780-496-0063 that's the ashley fine floors text line get the new floors you've always wanted with ashley fine floors 143rd street and 111th ave open monday to saturday we're on twitter as well i'm at brendan escott uh, cody on the other side of the glass janner 31 underscore cam moon the smartest of us all because he doesn't have a twitter account and that's the way uh, I think we should all <clears throat> think about things moving forward. But without further ado, we'll head to uh, a name that, well, Cam, you're awfully familiar with. Yes. So would Chicago Blackhawks fans be, and also those who followed the uh, the hockey circuit around the city of Edmonton over the last several years. Brandon Hagel, fresh off of a three-year contract extension with the Chicago Blackhawks, joining us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Brandon, you've got Brendan and Cam here. How's it going today, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Well, we'll start by congratulating you on the uh, on the deal coming off of an excellent rookie season, and maybe just uh, some thoughts on on cementing yourself as a full time NHLer last year. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a crazy year um, going into the year. I wasn't sure uh, where I was gonna kind of uh, end up. I mean, I played my first game. Um, the first first game was when COVID hit so the next day I went home so obviously I had some questioning on uh, what uh, was to come the next year um, but uh, it all played out really nicely and I'm happy to be back for another three years yeah how how much of a relief was that getting getting the deal done just getting that out of the way and now you can concentrate on on training and for the upcoming season yeah, it was really nice to get done. Um, obviously, it took a little bit of time, but uh, that's usually how it goes. So it's nice to get it done, um, especially a month and a bit before training camp. And now I can just go back there and play hockey for the next three years and just worry about that. Uh, Brandon, you spent a full year down with the Rockford Icehogs prior to making the jump to the NHL. And even before that, a couple extra years of junior after being drafted, one in which you hit triple-digit point figures. So all of this extra time spent developing, I'm wondering if you could speak to how beneficial it was, even getting that one year in down in the American League prior to stepping up to the big show. Uh, yeah, I think it was really beneficial. Obviously, I think um, I kind of noticed that when I played um, midget um, my first year. I never actually played triple I played minor midget, and I was able to uh, play a lot more and uh, benefit in that way. And then obviously, it kind of played out the same way in junior. I uh, played right till I was 20 years old and um, 
I mean, obviously playing for Brent Sutter, that uh, definitely helped my development a lot. But um, as well as playing that one year in Rockford, obviously I needed that. Um, maybe a late developer, I guess we could say. But uh, now making the next jump in the NHL, I feel pretty comfortable. But I definitely think it was beneficial to me, for me to play the, play out those years, um, my 20-year-old year in junior, and then also that year in Rockford as well. Now, last season, did did you feel comfortable at the NHL level right out of the gate or was it like five ten games in where you're like you know what I'm good I can play here I can have an impact I can make a contribution how long did it take you to to settle in and feel comfortable yeah I think it took a little bit I think um obviously you just got to get used to the atmosphere and the people around you obviously everyone knows going in it's like your first day of work meeting new people haven't really got to have a conversation with them and then obviously you got to go out there and perform and play with them so um, they made me feel really comfortable, but it definitely takes time. I think it just kind of is is what it is at that point. So it took me a little little time. I think, yeah, like you said, the five ten game mark, I got comfortable with everyone, and obviously started started to notice that I can really uh, help this team out in certain ways, and uh, and um, it ended up working out pretty well. Chatting with Chicago Blackhawks forward and Morinville native Brandon Hagel, former Red Deer Rebel as well, from the sixth round of the 2016 draft, Brandon, uh, to Buffalo, to a full regular season in Chicago, which, as we understand it, is you know one of the most lively, uh, desirable hockey markets to play in. Unfortunately, you didn't really get to experience that to the fullest extent. No fans uh, at the Madhouse on Madison. But uh, what was your first year in the Windy City like? And obviously, it was influential enough on you to, to decide to stick around for three more uh yeah i think uh, as much as last year was was tough without the fans and stuff obviously that's a big part of the game and um everyone loves that to have the people there but uh for a rookie season i really enjoyed it it was even easier i mean the schedule was so hectic so being around the guys constantly getting to know them a lot better than maybe you would be in a regular 82 game season i mean we're playing back-to-back nights um kind of we can't really leave the hotel outside the uh, meal room so being able to uh be around them constantly 24 7 it really helped me um just kind of get to know them and feel really comfortable and then coming back in this season i mean it'll make it 10 times easier 24 points in 52 games and then when the season's over you get to be part of team canada at the world championships and you guys had a tough start. <laughs> you lost with the first three games, but you found a way and you win the whole thing. And I know a lot of things had to fall into place so that you could get to the medal round, and yet it all did. That had to be an amazing experience. How much did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Crazy experience, as you said. Um, obviously not one Canadian team has lost the first three straight games in that tournament. Um, so obviously in our heads, we are seeing everywhere that we could have went down as the worst Canadian team in history. And that's something um, we take pride in our country and we want to win for our country. So, I mean, that was kind of a an eye opener a little bit. And like you said, I think it was nine things needed to happen for us to make the medal rounds. And it did. So um, we kind of took uh took that as uh well there's your there's your uh there's your luck i guess you can say and uh kind of took it and we just kind of looked at each other and knew that like this was our opportunity and we knew we had the team to do it and we wanted to go show there so i mean we may have uh 
been the first team to lose three straight, but um, also hearing that we are first Canadian team with the biggest comeback in history. Certainly one of the storylines there as well was the performance of Owen Power, who ended up going first overall, as many expected, to Buffalo in the draft. But he he looked like he could play in the upper echelon against pretty well anybody in that tournament by the time it was over. Now, you got to see all of that from ice level. Did you watch Owen Power almost develop a little bit in front of your your own eyes at that tournament and, and just describe his game, if you will? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think he obviously got better as the tournament went on. I think he said it perfectly. I think um, he's an unbelievable skater. He moves so well. He's super smart. I mean, this kid's got it all, and uh, everyone noticed it there. The first first practice, we knew that this kid was special, and obviously knowing that he's going to probably go number one overall, but, I mean, it was kind of a lock for probably all of us on the, on the team just seeing it firsthand. I mean, he was... Uh, pretty much put on a show there and showed everyone that he can be the first overall pick because I knew there was a bunch of people um, that could probably go on that first overall pick but uh, yeah he's a smooth skater really smart Um, I mean he's a big boy and he's only going to fill out from there so um, yeah all the best to him and I'm really happy that he was able to go first overall I think uh, there's something special there. Now, as a follow-up to that, when you look at, at sort of the whole team, um, oh my God, I'm going to absolutely derail where I'm going with this. It, it was a younger, it was a younger group, Brandon, than you may have otherwise gotten a chance to play with at an international event like that. But still, similar opportunities there for you to be able to just pick up on different habits or different things from other players that you wouldn't normally be teammates with. That must have still been there, even though it wasn't necessarily a bunch of veterans suiting up alongside you uh yeah it was nice actually um it was also good just to get to know guys around the league it's my first year in the league obviously i only really know everyone on my team and obviously there's a few guys that i grew up on different teams but just kind of getting to know those other guys from wherever toronto or different places in canada so it was nice that way and as well like um being on other teams you learn so many things from different players and to be honest, we had a ton of players on that team that kind of played similar games. Um, so it was easier for us to pick off things that they do well on their teams and vice versa. I think it was easy that way because we all were kind of similar players. So it definitely helped out that way. Did it take a while for the team to become a team? When you're throwing players together from all over, sometimes it's difficult to to get that synergy going right off the hop and well i guess you went 0 for three for the first three so maybe it took a little while but like what was that like the team dynamic as far as getting together uh yeah i mean it was i think we only had like a couple practices and i've um if i remember correctly there was teams already playing exhibition games and um all that sorts of stuff and we kind of just came in had those couple practices and then went went right into it so we didn't have much time um as well it was tough too uh being in a bubble i think uh that definitely took a toll on uh, a few people just kind of even getting used to the time change not being able to do much except for the hotel and the and the rink so trying to get that all sorted up but uh, i'm not here to make excuses um but yeah it was definitely different and we didn't have too much time um but we were able to pull through and that's that's all we're happy about 
Brandon, I gotta ask you about Duncan Keith, one of the newest members of the Oilers. A bit of a you know a polarizing move in this market, but obviously the thought of the team being that here's a veteran who's been through so many different experiences before and can sort of adapt more of a leadership role in in the dressing room setting. And you've had firsthand opportunity to experience that. Can you describe what being the teammate of Duncan Keith is like? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's an unbelievable guy, um, really got along with him, and he made you feel so welcoming as well, which definitely helps every everyone, and he's kind of done it all. You uh, you just kind of can watch him and see how he he's, he's being a pro every single day coming to the rink, I mean, outside of the rink, just kind of stuff what he does. I mean, he's won Stanley Cups. He's, he's like I said, he's kind of done it all, so it's nice to have one of those guys around, and I... Uh, I know uh, a lot of guys are going to miss him and just who he was as a person and as a teammate. Um, I think um, a lot of guys on Chicago would go to war for someone like that guy. Well, and you had a lot of a lot of younger players on the Hawks this year, so I'm guessing he was incredibly influential to to all of you. Yeah, I mean, we had a ton of young players. I think uh, the last game of the year, I think we had like 10 to 12. Um, rookies playing that game um and like somewhere around that number played their first game last year so having him around and um, being ha- able to look at him and he'll be able to show you the ropes and whether it's a defenseman or a forward i think he's uh really good at communicating with you and just just like i said kind of just being there for you and being the teammate you need especially in your rookie season uh, a couple more here for you as we chat with Brandon Hagel from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, uh, you know, we talked about the season um, just being as broken up and sort of strange as it was for you as an NHL rookie. But expectations moving forward is that things should be returning to fairly normal. So this has got to be a pretty exciting time for you as a young emerging NHLer to now have the deal in, uh, under your belt and, and to be heading back into a league where it looks like, you know, they're going to have COVID a lot more under control than it was previously and where you can just focus on your development as a player moving forward yeah I think that's uh that's going to be huge obviously everyone knows last year was a little bit different but knowing it's going to come back to normal and uh I can just worry about playing hockey and getting better and helping this team win um that's something I look forward to um and I got three more years of that so mine's off that it's just uh trying to win i think that's what uh, a lot of guys want to do is just win so i think um that's a lot of people's mindsets going into the season having the fans and people around you and getting the whole whole experience is going to be um unbelievable as well i know this year the schedule goes back to normal but last year you know playing all the games you know within you know a close proximity and then playing multiple games in a row against the same team whether that be at home or on the road how'd you enjoy that because that was certainly a different look than anything you've probably ever seen before uh yeah it was a little bit different but obviously we knew we had to cope with some things Uh, things were going to be different and everyone kind of knew that um it definitely uh i don't know if i would say it was easier but uh you're playing the same team over and over again so you're doing video potentially four or five times straight on the same team um i didn't mind it it was okay Uh, the traveling was fine you go down there and play two in the same city and then kind of come home or two or three in the same city and come home so that definitely wasn't terrible obviously um games were really tight um tight together i mean you're playing pretty much every other night is is how it seems so um that was a little bit uh 
tougher than I'm sure um, the, the regular season is going to be. But um, like I said, we only played 56 games and now we, we got 82. So I think it'll be a little bit different for myself, but uh, I feel like I'll be able to adapt pretty easily. What does training look like for the rest of the summer for you, Brandon? Are you, are you going to be in Alberta? When do you head back to Chicago? What is What is the timeline for you? Uh, yeah, I'm heading back actually on Friday. I'm going to go down there about a month earlier. I think um, obviously they got a pretty good setup there and training there and trainers and a lot of the guys are going to be rolling in around the same time. So nice to get around them and uh, start things a little bit early. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a good month for you. Get to know the city a little. I'd have to agree. Yeah, yeah, I figured as much. Great stuff, Brandon. Appreciate you taking some time. Again, congratulations on the uh, contract extension, and it'll be fun watching what else you do for the Chicago Blackhawks. Hopefully you're not too big a thorn in the Oilers' side, okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Appreciate that, guys. Appreciate it. That is uh, former Red Deer Rebel, current uh, Chicago Blackhawk, Brandon Hagel. I high sticked him by accident. One day we're playing ball hockey, oh. ball hockey Edmonton circuit. I can see he's got the gear on. I know he's somebody who's going to walk around me. My, my feet stayed, stayed still. My stick didn't. And he I, was about to walk around you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And then when he did, my stick went up. Oh. And off I went to the box. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy oh, oh. screwed up. But he doesn't know any of that. And I just interviewed him for 20 minutes. <laughs> Beauty of radio. Yes, sir. Okay, we'll take a pause here on Oilers. Now come back and tell you about our friends at Brent Ridge Ford down in Wetaskiwin. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon with you this week on Oilers Now. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon in this week for Bob. It's 124 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Cody, I'm going to lead you into this by saying that Chris Johnston has just tweeted out uh, from Sportsnet, the Maple Leafs and Raptors will require all fans, employees, and event staff to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test in order to access Scotiabank Arena starting mid-September. So that is a big news out of the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Organization. I suspect that that won't be too far off from what we see here in the very near future with OEG. I don't know that for sure, but I would be led to believe that. What else is going on? Well, based on the wording I saw and what you just mentioned there, it's going to mean that vaccines aren't mandatory, but yes, they will have to pass a rapid test before you get in the building. Uh, a couple of signings and some interesting comments from uh, Minnesota Wild GM, but let's start with the Sens. They signed forward Scott Sabrin, one-year two-way contract for him. Colorado signed defenseman Dennis Gilbert, two-way deal as well. He's got three points in 25 NHL games, still a young guy there. And Minnesota Wild GM Bill Guerin said in an interview that he's not yet feeling the pressure of having RFA Kirill Kaprizov unsigned and that he, quote, thinks things are going well enough, end quote. Interesting comments there. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not going to tell them that it's not going well because there goes his leverage. But I don't see... Because the, the, the reason that I say this is there's supposedly a September 1st self-imposed deadline in which there's an agreement with Seska and Kaprizov that kicks in. I do believe that's the case. They were saying maybe it was uh, Seska or Russia that gives them the deadline of, hey, if you haven't signed by this date, 
you're now our property. I'm not exactly sure what they've agreed on. It could all just be a tactic, right? I mean, this could just all be smoke in the air for them trying to get a better NHL deal. Well, and that seems to be the case, but then we know that they have turned down deals in the eight or nine year range and the four and five year range doesn't seem to be enough as it stands right now. We'll see as the crunch gets put on with the season nearing. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is uh, committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle, you're not using enough payments or an interest rate that's too high, and you want to sell it, refinance it, or trade it in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, or call them 1-877-477-3673, or visit brentridge.com. And I'll tell you this, when I rolled into the parking lot, at 9.28 this morning, who was sitting there but Cam Moon in a Brent Ridge Ford? I absolutely love it. Good people at Brent Ridge Ford. Love going to see them. Get you safely from A to B, yes. traveling back between Red Deer and here. and Yeah, that's always, right. Yeah. Always there and back in one piece. Well, yeah. <laughs> I haven't made that trip. I've been here more than, than anywhere. And you know what's killing you and I both is that you've been here. Yeah, pretty much the whole time. Yeah, And, and the weather's been all right. But been great. But what haven't we been able to do? That's wander down to Remax yeah. and catch a ball game. But next summer. Next summer. Next summer. <laughs> the Riverhawks taking it over. I am beaming about that idea. But to this point, I've lived downtown for almost two years now, and it's mm -hmm. been the two years where you can't go catch a ball game at that beautiful stadium. It's coming around, and the stadium's only got better with the, the renovations that have been done, and good on the Riverhawks for doing that. That's awesome. Really looking forward to it next summer to watch some baseball, for sure, because it's, it's a great facility, and uh, the... The Summer College League is a great league to watch. And that's sort of the research that I had done as well. There's some big names now in the MLB yes. that have come through the, the West Coast League yep. recently. So it's going to be, you know, a standard of baseball we haven't seen in this city in quite some time, as I understand it. But alas, not this summer. Not this summer. All right, creeping up on the news here once again. On the other side, we won't talk baseball, but we will talk goaltending with Catherine Silverman, contributor to In Goal magazine. I'm sitting next to a longtime goaltender. You might call him an expert in the field. We'll get thoughts on what was a wild free agent market. Philip Grubauer sort of upsetting the apple cart and where that leaves the Oilers as the season approaches when we come back from a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.